0: North Zone 1's Red Friday. Red Friday with ESWL, a local procurement company with a global client base. Well, Darren, let's have a look back at uh, what was a, a colourful uh, career for you. Uh, you played well over three hundred games for Aberdeen. You scored uh, nearly seventy goals. As as you look back, what are your what are your thoughts?
1: Just great memories all round. Um, loved every minute of it. Um, to to be a supporter, growing up as a kid, and then get the chance to go and play for. Her. Hi, this uh, is Dave Galloway. I recently
0: caught up with Aberdeen cult hero Darren Mackie for a chat. So listen and enjoy as we reminisce about memorable moments. Was that always one of your big ambitions then to 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 play for the club that you support? It was, yeah. I mean, I'm a homegrown
1: boy, so yeah, it was to play for your home town was was a huge achievement. And yeah, I was just, I was buzzing. I was always. I mean, I didn't get a chance to go. And watch Aberdeen a lot as a kid because I was always playing myself, but yeah, it was always a ambi- ambi- ambition to go and play for for the team.
0: You obviously became a big fan's favourite, a bit of a cult hero. How how does that sit with you? Yeah, fine. Uh, as I say, I scored some important goals
1: over the years. So, uh, and as I say, yeah, I, when I put on the shirt, I did my best every game, tried my hardest every game, and that's I think that. Uh, sat well with a lot of people
0: you played with some uh, great characters there were some great characters in that dressing room um over the years what who who would some of your your favorite characters have been in that dressing room
1: oh, over the years there's been many him um, Derek White was yeah an unbelievable laugh great captain good laugh uh Kevin McNaughton uh, still really good friends with Kev to this day um a lot of the boys I kind of grew up with through the youth team, like Chris Clark, Ryan Essin, um Michael Hart, Richard Foster, um, and even the older boys. I mean, there was Ian Jess, Nigel Petwar, going back, uh, Isham Ziru Ali. Um, again, another one that was taken from us too early, but um, he was a character as well. So yeah, just over the years, there was many, many guys that were really good fun to, to be around and training day in and day out with him it was it was always a laugh
0: yeah he's was a, a a special character wasn't he um a, a special talent like you say and and you know it's not very often you get a a, a player with a with a number zero not at all no yeah it was uh it was a bit different i
1: mean um but yeah as a as a talent he was he was incredible some of the things he did in training you took your breath away um and yeah as i say it was just a, it's a shame he was he was taken from us as soon as he was as well um but yeah, you'll go down in the, the
0: memory of the fans for a long time as well. For sure. Um who were the jokers in the pack? Who who was the, the biggest joker or the biggest jokers? Uh, I was up there like, um during my time. Uh
1: Michael Hart, when he got bored, could be could be there. Kevin Rickovich was another one. Um But yeah, everyone kinda just took their turn. Um just to kinda spread it out a bit but I think when the guys were injured and they weren't training, boredom set in pretty quickly, so you kind of had to be on your
0: toes for anyone who was injured. Ah, so what What sort of stuff did everyone get up to then?
1: Well, I've seen cars buried in snow when it was snowing. I completely iglooed. Um, I think it was Michael Hart's car that got done, and it was two days before he got thawed out. Um I don't know if this is... But uh, fish in the the water cooler, that was another... Well, I think that was Charlie Mulgrew, actually. Uh, and
0: that, that was it. That was at Batojie,
1: yeah. yeah. We'd swapped the black currant juice for red wine again in the canteen. <laughs> um, cups of water above the door was always a favourite for people coming into the home team uh, home team dressing room. Uh, I think the best one we ever got was Jimmy Collarwood. He was all suited and booted, ready to leave, and he came walking through the door and... Got absolutely drenched. <laughs> and he was raging, but you had no wheeling, crying in the corner, laughing, banging the ground like in stitches. So it was that was one of the best ones I've seen. So uh, as I say, yeah, there was just lots of things. Uh, Shoes nailed to the ground, um boots put in water and froze and <clears throat> guys' clothes tied and put up onto the flagpoles and just anything you can kinda of think of. So you had to have the eyes in the back of your head a lot of the time.
0: I heard um, Mark McGee also fell victim to the the water prank. Were you part of that?
1: No comment. Um, Yeah, I remember it well, to be fair. We were going down to play, I think we were going down to play Celtic midweek and he got, yeah, we did it in the main corridor and he walked through and we were kind of all, yeah, he didn't take it well, put it that way. He wasn't best pleased, but uh, yeah, oh God. Pretty much everyone fell foul of that one at some point or another. um, To the point where, yeah, it was. I think it was banned at one point, especially in the main corridor, because obviously the office staff used to come down from the offices to go to canteen. um, (laughs) So they complained because they were obviously dressed in the work gear. So, yeah, it was it was good time, but you had to, as I say, looking over your shoulder all the time.
0: Absolutely, watch your back. Um, You scored some. Very memorable goals from your total of nearly 70 uh, for the club. Um, one that obviously springs to mind is that uh, brilliant header against uh, Dnipro. Tell us about that. Yeah,
1: it's the one everyone talks about. Um, whenever, I, whenever I speak to people, it's it's always yeah, that goal that they they go straight to. and
0: The million-pound goal, they were calling it.
1: That's what they say, yeah. Um, again, I don't know how much it made the club, but that wasn't of a concern to me. It was just yeah just to to do it and get through into the into the group stages and and yeah what an experience it was um but yeah from the from the game I can't really remember much about it I mean I remember I've seen it countless times now and yeah I was just in the right place at the right time great crossing from from Fozzy and yeah it was, as I say I was just right place right time to to launch myself and, and stick it in but yeah, it's uh, great memories and, and what a night, what a night and it led on to so many other great nights.
0: Was it just a case of just use your instinct you know the ball's coming across, just just was, throw was, yourself it was, it was at it? A fighter, yeah,
1: you, you've got to be in the, the middle of the box so that's where I was and I mean, yeah, it, it, Fozzie put in a, a perfect cross and it was there just to be, to be headed in, uh, so as I said delighted it was me that was on the end of it and
0: that My, my name's kind of written into the, the history of the club. Another one that obviously springs to mind, another very memorable one, a vital one, was that, that, that winning goal uh, at Celtic Park in the, the Scottish Cup quarterfinal replay um 2008. That was just a case of instinct again. You just pounced on it and hit it home, didn't you?
1: It was, yeah. I mean, obviously we were disappointed not to to go through in the, the first game. Uh, I mean, Scotland scored right at the death to take it to the replay, and I think everyone thought, right, game over, we'll go down to Selle, we'll take us down there and, and beat us. But no, way, we, we put on a strong performance down there. Um, and yeah, the ball kind of got cleared from a corner, I think it was, and then it got flicked back in, and I think Lee Miller turned it around the corner, and I was, again, right place, right time, just to run on and, and smash it in. and Yeah, um, everyone went wild, and we did well and we held out and and we got through.
0: I seem to remember uh, sitting in the the media section, but also uh, as an Aberdeen fan, um, it was like Custer's last stand at one stage, wasn't it? Because it like threw everything, including the kitchen sink at you. It happens a lot down
1: there. like um, so they're obviously really strong at home. They they use the the size of the pitch to their advantage, and I mean they're, they're talented players at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, it was pretty much back to the wall. Um, but sometimes you've got to do that um, we we had the goal so and um, we were confident in our ability to to defend and and we
0: did it there was an anti-climax after that though, wasn't there I mean uh the 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 huge high of putting celtic out you must have thought is our name on the trophy but we all know what happened against queens park don't we
1: yeah it wasn't the best day um yeah we were we were barely disappointed with that one um, we should have yeah, We should have went through, and I think if we had, we would have went on to, to win the Cup that year. Um, Rangers had played a lot of games. Obviously, they went to the European final that year, so they were they were dead on their feet at the end of the season because we, I mean, we beat them at Pottery at home, the 2-0 game. So I firmly believe if we got through that game, we would have went and beat them in the final, but it wasn't to be.
0: Yeah, uh, that's just the way football is, isn't it? Um, another goal, maybe not of the spectacular variety, it was against... Kilmarnock, yeah. talk us through it. Uh, I can't really, I don't know too much
1: about it. I Yeah, the goalie caught. I turned to kind of walk back out the box, uh, get back in position, and the next thing, I felt a bang on my head. And I, first I thought the goalkeeper it came up and gave us a playful tap just to get out of the way kind of thing. And the next thing, it was cheering and I turned around, and yeah, the ball was in the net, and I kind of realised what had happened, so celebrated like I <laughs> knew what was going on <laughs> that, that, they all count as one so yeah I was definitely taking that. like
0: that 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 gave you uh, almost uh, international uh, fame didn't it because it was it was featured on telly on, on, on shows like uh, um, Question yeah, of Sport yeah, What Happened show, Next? Yeah I believe the show got on there um,
1: it was a while ago but uh, yeah I believe the show got on there so I don't know if they got the answer right or not but uh, I would need to kind of <laughs> dig up the the YouTube and see if there was any footage of it on there and see if they they got it right but yeah again a funny goal uh, and one that yeah people do remember
0: just want to touch finally on um, your your stateside uh, venture Um, tell us about that and tell us about from when you arrived at the airport and there was like you know a cheering crowd there for you yeah, it was
1: a bit surreal. Um I'd just came off of a eleven hour flight. I was knackered. I had the kids, I had God knows how much luggage. I'd been standing in customs for two plus hours. So yeah, to come through the door was a bit like I just want to get to the hotel and get my head down and then was greeted by that. But yeah, no, it was it was great. I mean they were they were excited. Um to have a kinda of team coming to Phoenix for the for the first time, a first professional team. So uh the fans were right behind it, and yeah, no, it was it was great. I mean, uh, a lot of good memories and some bad ones, but um, on the whole, really enjoyed my time over there. I Kind of wish it had went better than it did, but there was factors behind that that led to that not happening.
0: Yeah, was it an interesting chapter in in your life. Definitely, yeah, I'm glad I did it. I mean, I really did enjoy it. The
1: just a complete change of scenery, the the different walk of life, the the lifestyle was great. Just to go out and and enjoy life uh, the heat was <laughs> something else to experience like I mean I think the hottest I experienced over there was 52 degrees so uh, you can imagine trying to train training in uh, temperatures like that um, but no as I say really enjoyed my, my time there kind of just wish things had worked out better than they did but as I say there was factors kind of that led to that not happening OK Dan thank you very much that gets into and the, the
0: box, chance to cross it and Mikey yeah! With ESWL, a local procurement company with a global client base.